What is up, my fellow agents? Welcome to the New Agent Edge podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping new real estate agents stand out and succeed in the crowded market that is real estate. Before we get started, I want to sincerely thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, take a second and subscribe to it. If you really want to show us some love, then take a minute and leave a five-star review in iTunes. This is the New Agent Edge podcast. Enjoy the show. All right, so on today's show, I interview the one and only Tom Hopkins. If you haven't heard of Tom before, he's a pillar in the real estate and sales training communities. He's uh, been around for a long time, all right? And the amount of knowledge that he has and the amount of wisdom that he has speaks to how long he's been around and how he's been able to stay successful for so long. He's currently a recurring host on the Real Estate Guys radio show, which is a podcast that's really good if you're trying to get into investing. He runs live events in California and I'm sure across the U.S. And he has a ton of products for you to purchase on his website. Uh, I can personally guarantee that whatever you purchase from Tom's website or whenever you go to see him speak in person, that he will over deliver in every way. How can I guarantee this? Because after our recording, Tom and his team gave me the names and contact info of several other really big name people as potential guests for my podcast. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He also sent me one of his CDs titled A Day in Life of a Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Uh, now I'm a very honest guy, so that recording was from the 80s, and it featured a much younger Tom uh, on the recording. But the information he shared was so timeless that it still had a ton of invaluable gems that are valuable 30 years later in this information-driven society now. So today, uh, you hear Tom talk about a few different things. Uh, For example, uh, how his manager kicked him out of the car to get his first sale, the three-foot rule. He gives several quotes and and, uh, maxims that he lives by and that have led to his success. He tells you his strategy for selling and converting Fizzbowls. He tells you what you as a new agent should be doing and how Investing in real estate is something we all should start doing immediately, even if you're a new agent with little money. So here we go. Episode number one of the New Agent Edge podcast. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, being a part of the New Agent Edge podcast. It means a lot. Uh, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of great information for the uh, the new agents out there looking to succeed. Uh, so if you can, just uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, you know how you got started in real estate. Well, I didn't go to college, and after a year of construction, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do, Teraz, and so I thought, I've got to um, find something, and my father suggested I get a real estate license, because he said I had a nice way with folks, and uh, so I did get my real estate license, and I, I really believe I found my niche going into real estate, and I hope the folks that are hearing this will realize one of the keys to happiness is to find your niche in life, which I consider making a living doing something you love to do that isn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's the way real estate was for me. I just loved it. And my fourth year, 
I uh, became the top person and then the largest real estate company in the United States. And I was only 22, so they put me up on the stage and they showed my old motorcycle. That's all I had. <laughs> and they showed my new Lincoln Continental and they, you know, they used me as kind of a recruiting tool. Yeah. It was kind of like, if this kid can do this, be our top producer out of 300 salespeople, well, you ought to be able to do it. So anyway, that year, I, I they all started asking me to speak, and I'd never spoken. I didn't think I'd ever want to. And so I started doing a seminar, and then all of a sudden, a real estate company wanted me to come and teach them. And that's kind of how it started. Then in 1979, I wrote my first book, How to Mass the Art of Selling, and it hit the New York best-selling list. And then, of course, that's kind of history. Uh, all of a sudden, I've been invited to speak almost every week somewhere in the world. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I know I listen to your show. Uh, I listen to you a lot on the Real Estate Guys radio show, and I love that show. And every time you say something, it's just... It's just it's brilliance in a lot of ways, and it makes me change the way I do things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I guess, um, I guess, so what? What are some tips that agents can do to get started uh, faster and better? You know, to make sales sooner. Well, whenever I hired a brand new agent, when I became a manager, I would the first thing I would do, and this here's some things I'd like the new people to do. You need to literally go to the real estate office you're going to go to work for, and you need to ask the manager who is the top salesperson in the office. They'll give you the guy's name or gal's name, and then you go to that person and say, I would love to have, ha have you help me. I'd love you to go through all of our inventory, all the listings that are available in our whole market area. And if you'll pick out the 50 that you consider to be the best price, the best location. Now, if they will do this for you, they can do it. A, a veteran top producer can skip through uh, and find these properties. Now you've got it, oh, 25 to 50 of the best properties. Then you've got to take a legal pad or, of course, your computer. And you need to physically call, set an appointment, you must go and visit these properties. Now, the reason for this is you have to have knowledge of inventory. Mm -hmm. And that means when someone walks in or you get an ad call, you have to be able to ask them a few questions. And based on their answers, you almost have to visualize in your mind the property you feel might be best for them. Mm. So you have to inspect them. Now, whenever you look at a new listing or a new property, walk through the home with your, with your computer, pick out one object that stands out in your mind. Like say I'm walking through the fifth home and it's got a bright pink carpet that is really almost too bright. <laughs> well, I'll put on my information, bright pink carpet. Now, what that does is it'll help trigger that entire home by knowing that one item in the property. Mm. So mm. let's say it had a huge master bedroom, bigger than any of the other 49 properties. Right. I put huge master bedroom, and that would trigger that property. And, and then, of course, what you need to do is take these Let's say we have 25 that you feel are great properties. You need to take and put them on a 
I, I, I would suggest a piece of paper, uh, type it up, and you put the, the address of the property, the price of the property, the seller's name and phone number. Mm-hmm. And, and you at the top of this piece of paper, you put property hot list. Now, what this means is you consider these the hottest properties in your city or your mm-hmm. marketplace. So when a buyer walks in, you sit down and start qualifying them. After a few questions, it's pretty exciting when you say, you know, John and Mary, I got to tell you something. Based on your answers to my questions, there's a home and it's, it's right here on my desk. It's on what I call the property hot list. These are some of the hottest properties I've previewed. And I'm thrilled that one of them might just be right for you. Hmm. Well, now I've got them excited because it's almost like these are special properties. Now, of course, everything I'm telling you is a strategy for a new person. Right. To where you come across like not a new person, you come across more knowledgeable. Also, I, I hardly suggest a brand new person call a mortgage company and find out where they can go and literally go through the entire financing process. Because besides knowing inventory, a new person has to know how to create financing on a property. Mm -hmm. Meaning a pro can find out basically the amount of initial investment a person has, then find out what their gross monthly income is, how many years on their job, basically how many bills they have long term and can almost say this is the size mortgage we should be looking for that you can't afford. Mm -hmm. So the understanding of inventory and then financing are are just two critical points that a new person has to become an avid student of as soon as possible. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And especially now because – it seems like every new client that I come across, as, as a fairly new agent in the Chicago market, uh, every new client that I come across, they have a list, you know, of like 10 homes they've looked at. And any home I send them, they've already seen and, you know, kind of perused through. So they know just as much or more than I, than I do. But if I have a hot list, I sound a lot more professional. If I have this list on my desk of these homes that I've already researched, then I sound a lot more professional, a lot more knowledgeable than I, you know. Sure. Actually am. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I love that idea. And and new agents today have to be smarter and sharper than we used to have to be mm. because the consumer today is so educated. Mm-hmm. They have access through the Internet as, as much knowledge as most real estate companies and agents. So you really have to know your stuff today. But here again, if you are a very avid student of uh, learning the skills, uh, the real estate business, I think, is still the best opportunity for financial gain, both in uh, income, but also to invest. Uh, I Many years ago, I was like 19 or 20, and I went to a seminar, and the guy giving the seminar said, I know you guys want to sell lots of properties, but your real net worth at the end of your career is not what you sell, it's what you own. Mm. So he gave me advice to start a strategic investment program where I would try my best to every so mu- every few months invest myself in, in a property. Hmm. 
And because, uh, again, the ownership of real estate, I think, is always going to be the foundation of wealth in our country. Mm-hmm. So is that something you recommend new new agents to do? I mean, I, of course, I, I think the answer is obvious, but maybe you have something uh, deeper. Uh, well, sure. I'll tell you what else I would do if I was a new agent and didn't have a lot of money. I would there again find one of the top people, a high income earner. And I would sit down and say, I'd like to start investing myself. And what I'd love to do is if I do all the work, I know you're busy, you're the top salesperson in the company, but because I'm new, I have more time. But if I do the research, I go and analyze all the properties and we come up with one that is a good value. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to come up with half the initial investment and you come up with the other half. I'll do the management of it. But it'll be give you a chance to own more real estate, too. Hmm. And I had a partner that I did this with when I was new because I didn't have much money, but I wanted to start buying properties. Right. And then, of course, after I started making good money, then, of course, I started buying them in my own name. And, of course, back then, one of the advantages, we had so many FHA and VA loans that we could buy subject to with no qualification. So that was an advantage we had back then that I'm not sure is the the same today. Nice. Okay. And and just a random question, something popped in my head. Where where are you from, Tom? Well, I was born in Burbank, California, which is right right outside of Los Angeles. And then I moved out to a little town called Simi Valley, where is where I got my real estate license. And I was eight years uh, selling real estate in Simi Valley. Okay. Is that is that a small town, small city, or a larger town? Yeah. And I was very lucky. Here, here's another thing I want to say. You really need to do business in an area where you're comfortable with the price of the properties. Mm. Meaning, I was, like I say, a young teenager, got my real estate license, had no money. And fortunately, I went out to this little bedroom community where the homes were very inexpensive. Now, of course, Beverly Hills was right around the corner. But I could uh, I don't think I'd have been successful trying to sell our expensive homes when I couldn't afford one. Right. right. So, again, for a new person, find an area where you're real comfortable with the value of the properties and the people that live in the area. So you have commonality with them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So so coming from a small town, were, were there things that you did differently? That you would have if you were in, trying to sell in L.A.? Uh, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was a whole different market. Um, the And again, I, I probably would not have done well because as a teenager trying to talk to a 60-year-old person in a million-dollar property, <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of commonality uh, that we can have as a rapport. Correct. Okay. So, so what, what did you do to, to start out in a small town? Uh, so what did you do differently? Well, I'll tell you what I did. My manager, I was three months in the business, and my manager came to my desk one day, and he said, Tom, let's go for a ride. And I thought, fine, I want to, you know, I've been sitting in this office, nothing happening. And so my manager took me in his car, and all of a sudden we drove up into a residential area, and he pulled the car over about three miles from our office, And uh, I said, what are you doing? He says, Tom, get out of the car. I said, why? 
He says, you've been sitting in the office for three months, not talking to people. You're, ne- you're never going to make any money sitting and waiting for business. Mm-hmm. Now, you're three miles from the office. All these are nice people here that live in this area. You just walk back to the office and on your way, knock on every door. And, and I guarantee you, for every hundred doors that you knock on to say hi and let them know you're a, a local realtor, there'll be someone that'll be thinking of listing or buying a property in the next six months. Hmm. Well, I cursed him and I said, <laughs> no way, how stupid. And I said, I'll prove you're wrong. And so I started knocking on doors, didn't know what to say. And of course, I was told, no, no, no. And I'm counting the doors. And sure enough, I hit door 64, and a man answered. I said, hi, I'm Tom Hopkins. I'm a local real estate agent. And uh, my manager said these are nice homes and that someone may want to be selling, and we have buyers, and I wondered if you might be that person. And he says, hang on here. Be right back. So he turned around and called his wife to the door. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was going on. And so the man said to the wife, uh, Honey, this young man, even though he looks young, he's a real estate agent. And she said, you have a license. I said, yes, I'm a licensed realtor. She says, please come in. Wow. And I didn't know what was going on. So I walked in and she looked at my card and she said, Mr. Hopkins, we are devout Christians. And we are being transferred to another area in the next week. And I have to stay and sell the house with the children. And last night we got on our knees and we prayed that God would send us a real estate agent. Mm. And we believe you must be that person. Well, of course, I said, hallelujah. (laughs) You bet I'm that agent. And sure enough, I listed that my first listing. And sure enough, just with plain enthusiasm i've sold it myself so i got both ends of the transaction listing and the selling and uh, that was my start that was how i got started and it would have never happened had i not gone out and canvassed Mm -hmm. and there's so many people today that want to try to do it sitting in the office they don't want to make contacts right you got on social media oh yeah oh yeah and see a lot of people use the computer and the social media as a way to rationalize working, mm. but avoiding the possibility of rejection. And they kind of are sometimes hiding from talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a goal, Terrace, every, is it Terrace, right? Terrace, yes. I'm sorry. Every day I would take so many business cards. Like say I might take 10 today. I write thank you on the business card, always with blue ink. Mm-hmm. Write thank you on your business card. So that your business card is different than everybody else's. And I used to love it. I'd give someone a card. You may give you my card. You might notice I wrote thank you on it. You know, I guess I'm thanking you in advance for hopefully the opportunity to serve your real estate needs someday. Mm. And so I'd give out these thank you on the business cards. And so that was a goal I had to not come home without with any of those cards. And I've had so many stories I came home, it was 10.30 at night, I'd had a long listing appointment, I felt in my shirt pocket, dang, I had one card left, and of course I had this commitment, I'm not going home. Right. So the only place open 
that night at 10.30 was a gas station. So I turned to the gas station and a guy came out and he says, yes, sir. I says, sir, I don't really need gas. I need your help. He says, what do you need? I said, well, I made a goal this morning that I would not come home with all my business cards. I want to meet people today and I have one left and you're the only one I can find. May I give you my card? You might notice I wrote thank you on it. Well, he took the card and he says, oh, you're in real estate. I says, yes. He goes, that's amazing because this Saturday, my aunt and uncle are coming into the area because he's being transferred Hmm. and they may be looking for a home. I said, really? (laughs) Long and short of it, I found a home for them. And here again, would have never happened had I not had a way of making more contacts meeting more people and a gas station attended at 1030 at night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how do, how do you coach people to get past the, uh, the fear of reaching out to people and getting outside of their comfort zone and really, really going for it? Well, you have to do what you fear most. And, and I live by those words all my life, do what you fear most. And that means talk to strangers. You have to make yourself do it. It's not easy, but once you do it and start making money, in fact, I I try to tell real estate agents, especially new ones, you must prospect your way out of ever having to prospect again, Mm. which means you got to make enough talk contacts to where you build some business to where you're making enough money so that you have no time to prospect, but you'll never get there if you don't go out and talk to more people. And and one thing you need to do, start living by the three foot rule. And the three foot rule is whenever you come within three foot of another human being, you're gonna do your best to find out what they do in the community and you're gonna talk to them about you being in real estate and give them a business card with thank you written on it. That's Mm -hmm. gotta be a cardinal rule. Like for example, you go to a wedding And there's a reception afterwards, 70 people. Well, I had a goal. I would work the room. Now, working the room means I'm going to meet every one of those 70 people. And never forget this. Whenever you're within the confines of four walls of a room, you have something in common with everybody in that room. Mm, That's true. We're all there for the reception. So there's absolutely nothing pushy or wrong by walking up to someone and smiling and say, hi, how are you folks? How do you know John and Mary are hosts at this beautiful wedding? Mm. Well, I work with John. No kidding. How long have you been doing that? And now I get into questioning and all of a sudden I say, what do you do here in the community? Well, I work down at the such and so. Really? Huh. Well, I'm in real estate. Of course, I would love to meet people interested in knowing more about that. May I give you my card? And you might notice I wrote thank you on it and blah, 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 blah. Away I go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it gets better because the more people you speak with, uh, the easier it gets. Sure. And then it becomes fun. I found the things you're afraid to do once you overcome the fear, they become your most powerful things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, of course, loved working for sale by owners. They were my my cup of tea. And I had such fun because all the realtors after a year or two would say, geez, that Hopkins is getting all the by owners. (laughs) 
And of course, you know, that was my, my main area of uh, prospecting after I got started. Wow. Okay. So, so how, how do you work for sale bonus? Cause this is something that a lot of people are afraid of. I know, I know I get nervous whenever I go up to a FISBO because they, they know everything and sure. you know, so they don't need an agent. They don't want to pay the commission. So how did, how did, how did you work your way into their hearts? Well, I had a strategy and of course this may not be possible exactly today, but I, every morning I had a ritual that as soon as I got up, first thing I did was got our local newspaper and I would basically turn to where all the buy owner ads were and I had them. And if a new one came out, I would cut it out, put it on a three by five card. I would be the first one to call because I was the one that got that information first. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if, if the newspaper is not where they're at today, you got to find where they have the information as a buy owner. And you want to try to be the first to call. And I would always call them. Hi, my name is Tom Hopkins. I'm a local realtor, but I know you're selling your home yourself and you don't want to pay a commission. I can appreciate that. The challenge I have is because your home is in my service area, when I have someone in my car, they drive by your home, they see your for sale by owner sign, they're going to ask me about it and I want to be a knowledgeable professional. So I'd like to tell them about it. And if I can't find a home for them, I wouldn't mind sending them to see your property. Now, I'd love to stop by today or would tomorrow be more convenient for me to preview your property? Well, a lot of them would say, well, we're not going to list it. Oh, good. Then let's make a commitment to not talk anything about listing your home. Would that be okay? (laughs) And I would get in, be the first one in. I'd go through the property, taking notes. And then, of course, I would always, as I'm walking out, I, I would thank them and say, look, you're going to have a lot of these pushy real estate people calling you, coming by, bugging you. So I'll show you a way to prevent it. You did, Here's five of my cards. And if someone calls, you just say, we are not going to list the home. But if we do, we have a local agent and we've already chosen him. So we do not need to meet you. And you'll prevent all those realtors from bugging you. Hmm. That's brilliant. And that, that was smooth. That was smooth. I, I could tell you've practiced that a lot. I'm going to have to listen to the recording oh, man, a few I, times. I have practiced what to say all my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I know time's getting late, so I'm not going to hold you uh, too much longer. Um, so, But I do have one question. One other question. Um, so it's Monday morning. Uh, I just got my license last week. I'm ready to get out there on the streets. I'm, I'm in the office or, you know, I'm at home. What's, what's the most important thing I can do? What's the, you know, the Prieto's principle? What's the 20% that's going to give me 80% of the results? Okay. And first I want you to start living by these 12 words. I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. Now I lived by that. You got to every moment say, what's the most productive thing right now? Well, of course, I believe you've got to commit to start activities as soon as possible on a Monday morning. Meaning, if you hang around the house all morning, you're not going to meet anybody. If you go to sit in the office, you're not going to meet anybody. Now, another thing I used to do is I would drive my territory, always drive to the real estate office a new way if possible. Don't get in a rut where you're driving down the same street You want to drive through areas as you go there. All of a sudden you see a a buy owner sign. 
there's a, pro a prospect for you. So you want to go ahead, write down the address, get the phone number off the sign, go into the process when you call and get to the office. I mean, if a person will live by this little, this little saying, if you become very active, you will become very productive. Mm. But many people aren't real active, Taras. They're just kind of right. sitting around waiting. And you got to be on fire. You got to really want to be successful. You want you want to burn with this desire to have the home of your dreams, the car of your dreams, to have money in the bank, to live financially secure. And you just got to get on fire and get hot and really work. Get out there and do the job. Thank you, Tom. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so, so I, I think I think this is a lot of terrific information that people are going to gain a lot from, and I, I really appreciate it. And I'll. I'll, I'll be putting some memes out there for you on social media because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of hot topics here. Um, so, so like, so, so, how could people reach you, or what's the best way for people to reach you? Well, they can go to my my blog, uh, tomhopkins.com. They can go to my blog and they can push on all the things that we have: CDs, DVDs. We have a big seminar coming up. Uh, I'm having a two day uh, high intensity weekend event. Um, on September 18th and 19th in Los Angeles. And we'll have people coming from all over the world. We have people from Austria, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia. And so it's a, gonna be a fabulous two day. I do teach myself only 16 hours of instruction. Mm. And so anyone that's, and by the way, if you're a realtor, bring plenty of business cards because these will be probably the most qualified folks. Mm -hmm. And if they want information, they can go to my blog and they can see all of our information, tomhopkins.com. And uh, hopefully some of the folks that I gave these ideas to will apply them. And uh, of course, I I, I love the fact that real estate was my eight-year background, and mm -hmm. I, I, I will say this. If, if you got me a loan and you said, now, come on, if you could choose anything to sell, what would you do? I said, I'd still go back to the wonderful real estate business because I think it's got the greatest potential for selling, greatest potential for tax savings, greatest potential for owning and building equity. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And that's that's why I started the podcast, because I believe that also. I love it. And I want to uh, see other people succeed at it and not just die out because uh, they didn't have the right training. You know? what, you're, what you're doing is so good. And I salute you for that. I Thank hope you. everybody listening realizes I, I can feel I don't know you've never met you. We're now meeting. But I can tell your heart and your spirit. And Taras, I think it's wonderful when you love people and use money, yeah. never use people and love money. Ah, that's amazing. Tom. That might be my uh, that's my slogan. <laughs> that's my... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Tom, for coming okay. to the show. I, I appreciate all your time. All the best, my friend. Bye. Right, th Bye. Thank you. Uh-huh. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. To recap, just a little Tom told us to do the thing that we fear most. And to always focus on doing the most productive things possible at all times. Uh, some sales advice that I really took to heart is to get out of the office, get away from the computer and start meeting people. If you live in a nice neighborhood and you don't know all of your neighbors, I challenge you to get out of the house and go give everyone in your neighborhood a card. Don't think too hard about it. Otherwise, you'll procrastinate. Just focus on your next door neighbor, then focus on their next door neighbor. 
and then their next door neighbors and and so on and just go one house at a time if you're worried about what to say uh just say something simple and let the conversation carry on from there uh you know my name is Taraz my name is John and I'm a local realtor that lives a few houses over I just wanted to introduce myself and give you my card simple as that I really grew from this uh, episode, and I, I challenge you to take something that Tom said and go out this week and do it. Whatever he said that made you the most uncomfortable is probably what you should do. It's not always fear that paralyzes us. It's usually just being uncomfortable. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if, if we're going to succeed. Lastly, I want to apologize to Tom, and the show he mentions a live event that he hosted early September uh, 2015, and it's now early October that I'm launching this episode. The usual suspects kept me from launching it on time. Uh, you know them well. Procrastination, uh, imposter syndrome, fear of failure, and what Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance. Uh, they all teamed up and held the brother down, but <laughs> we're here now and I'm standing tall, or at least as tall as I can stand. Uh, that being said, Tom's next upcoming live event that I highly recommend you check out is the Real Estate Summit at Sea. Uh, where you can meet him in person, and it's on February 26, 2016. All the details on his website at TomHopkins.com. All right, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.